everyone and welcome to She Trails podcast with me, Julia. Here we celebrate female trail runners, the outdoors and movement. This is a podcast that aims to inspire you to explore new paths and seek your own adventures, whatever they may be. In today's episode, I am joined by Katharina Hartmuth. She's an endurance athlete from Germany. She tells us about her running journey from climbing to running long distances in the mountains. And we discuss her 2023 season packed with adventures and successful races such as being on the podium of UTMB. We also talked about the importance of finding what truly feels good for ourselves in sports. And I loved her tips. It really resonated with me and I hope it does for you too. Enjoy the episode. Hi Katarina, uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm really happy to have you with us today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. I'm happy to be here. And how are you feeling today? Well, I'm good. I just came from a morning swim. So that's always a good start into the day. Unfortunately, it's not a morning run. I would prefer the morning run. <laughs> But I'm currently in my off season and I also had my crash a few weeks back. So I'm still not running. So it's swimming instead. But yeah, other than that, I'm I'm fine. Okay, it's good that you can still move. Yeah, <laughs> I need that for sure. <laughs> I would love to start by you presenting yourself in your own words. Yeah, so my name is Katharina. I'm 28 years old and I'm currently living in Zurich in Switzerland. Um, but I'm actually coming from Germany. So I've been born and raised in Germany. And then um, I came to Switzerland to, for my studies almost 10 years ago now. <laughs> And Switzerland is also the place where I fell in love with running because now the mountains are so much closer. <laughs> and yeah, currently I'm uh, doing a postdoc in Zurich. So I finished my PhD in atmospheric and climate science in June. And now I'm working on that postdoc. And yeah, I'm also since this year a pro athlete, which is still strange to say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm an ultra trail runner. And yeah, basically I love everything that's longer than 100 kilometers and I'm pretty much in in love with the mountains and running in the mountains and also I'm really a huge fan of doing challenges on my own which are not parts of races. That's so cool I'm really excited to dive into all of this a bit more but if we start with your love of running and where it came from uh, where you grew up in Germany did you already love the outdoors or Did you already, were you already an active kid? Were you practicing sports already? Yeah, so I think I was quite an active kid. So I actually I did some athletics when I was in primary school, but I was always very small <laughs> and not like the fastest and I couldn't really throw well and jump well. So, well, I didn't really have that much fun there. <laughs> and then um, I switched and then I did a lot of sports climbing. When I was a bit older and I really loved that and also I always uh, loved to be in the outdoors and we did when I was um, a kid we did a lot of our vacations outdoors so like a bike tour or going to the mountains hiking but I grew up in a place in Germany in Leipzig where it's like very flat <laughs> so going to the mountains was something quite special and I always loved it back then already but we went there like for a week maybe per year so it was not a lot of time in the mountains yeah but I always was active and I like to move but I was never like competitive and I would also say that 
still to this day, I mean, now I am competitive, but um, I like the most important thing is for me that I can move, that I can be active. And I mean, the competitive or the competitions are nice, but the primary thing or the primary important part for me is that, yeah, I just can go outdoors and move and be active and happy and feel free. <laughs> and so when yeah. you moved to Switzerland, was it the first time you went actually running or how did you actually encounter running? Actually, I started running a bit before. So I took it up when I was like 14 or 15, just because, I mean, back then I was still climbing a lot, but I just wanted to do something for, I think, my endurance. <laughs> also, our trainer, uh, our coach back then, he said that it's um, good to do something else next to the, the climbing. And um, yeah, I just felt it was such a good exchange. I like went for a 10K run like once or twice a week. And then when I came to Switzerland, actually it was that uh, one of the reasons I uh, got, got back to running more was that um, the climbing actually was quite expensive. And also I didn't have a climbing partner yet. So that was a bit tricky. And then I thought, well, I mean, running, that's the beauty with running, right? That you just need a pair of shoes and then you can, <laughs> you can start. <laughs> So then I tried, like, I needed something. Um, I wanted to stay active and especially when I started with my studies and there you sit all day long and then I just needed some outlet. And then I um, started again with the running. Yeah, just did it for myself. But then later on, like my, my um, ex-boyfriend, he then had this idea of running a half marathon together. And that was then basically when I also started on like taking part in competitions and or races. There's quite a jump in <laughs> from like doing a half marathon to now you said your favorite distance is more than 100 kilometers, right? <laughs> so how do you get there? <laughs> what led you to want to try longer? <laughs> well, I think I pretty much almost instantly realized that I don't really like it when it's like over so quickly. <laughs> and also, and that's still the same to this day, I don't like running fast, which sounds a bit strange because. Yeah, <laughs> these days, maybe, I mean, in, tra in training, I also have to run fast from time to time. But um, I really, I still, I mean, if I would have to do like a, a fast 10K or half marathon, I I mean, I, I would do it, but I would definitely don't like it. <laughs> so, yeah, I realized quickly that it's just, it was a bit sad that, you know, I sat in a train for three hours to get to it a beautiful mountain race and then I ran for two hours and then it was over and then I had to go back with the train for three hours and I was sitting in the train so much and running only for two hours so I thought ah, maybe I can like turn this around <laughs> to run uh, longer than I sit in the train actually yeah and also I, I realized that I need like this three or four hours until I really feel like okay now I got started now I feel like part of the race and now I feel good so yeah <laughs> So you're, you're warm up for three or four hours. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I have quite a long warm up time. <laughs> yeah. And I think I just also realized that I'm just better at the longer and slower stuff and that it makes more fun. And yeah, I mean, obviously I know that it's also important to do the shorter stuff and the fast stuff. And as I said, I do this in training, but actually when people ask me like, well, would you do like this 30K race or 40K race? I'm like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I guess I would suffer too much. You you said earlier that you just turned pro, which means you're sponsored, right? Exactly, yeah. 
I think you're sponsored by Hoka, am I right? That's right. So Hoka is my main sponsor. I know that you've had a pretty packed year with some big races, some big results as well, and also some big adventures on your own. Is there a few highlights, or races or adventures that you would like to share with us? Yeah, I mean, my year was basically packed with highlights. <laughs> so I think like one of the first highlights has to be the World Champs in June. Um, where I somehow managed to get second place <laughs> in the trail long competition, which is t still to this day like, okay, what, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> uh, which was super cool. And it was just such a cool race because I had fun like throughout the whole race. I mean, oh, there was also a part where I suffered. I mean, it's, it's always in these races, but it was compared to like the, the fun part. It was quite small, <laughs> fortunately. So that was just such a great day. Then obviously also in terms of races, the UTMB this year, where I also managed to pull <laughs> second place, which is even a bit more crazy. But there also, I just had 24 hours and most of this time was... I, I just had a good time and I really just enjoyed running this race and being there with all these incredible runners uh, in this incredible landscape. So that was also just very special. And also another special moment was not a trail race, but I did also my first long distance triathlon this year. And basically I did that, I did that only two weeks after the world championship. So it was a bit of a gamble and I didn't really know if, if it would work out or if it was just a super dumb idea. Um, but it turned out very well. That was amazing. I didn't know that you did triathlon too. <laughs> so that was, that was cool. That's amazing. So how long is, a long triathlon it's like uh 3.8 kilometers swim and then 180k bike and then a marathon wow but it's a flat marathon so i realized i really like the or prefer the trails <laughs> i wasn't in quite a lot of pain in the end of this marathon <laughs> that's so crazy to think that it would be harder for you than if 100k in the mountains <laughs> Yeah, but it was. It was so much harder. I mean, it was only like these three or a bit more than three hours for the run, but it was so much harder than any trail race. And after that, I was I was happy because I just had a great race and it was a cool experience, but I was so, so happy to go back to the trails. And so if we go back to UTMB, which is one of the biggest trail races in France, uh, it happens in September. In the world, I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like a, a party, isn't it? Um, so you got second, but I, so I was watching the race live, and I mean, at the beginning, you were in the first ones, but you weren't like second or third. Like, I feel like you caught up really quickly at the end, and I don't know what happened. Like, the first part and the second part of the race looked really different for you, right? Yeah, but they actually they weren't because I always try to be rather like. I try to be as long, as consistent as possible um, because especially in races with UTMB, it's ridiculous because the race is so long, but still people, they go out like crazy. And you're like, guys, we have to run for like at least 20 hours, the women at least 22, 23 hours. So why, 
why all this rush? I mean, I, I, I never understand it. And it's always the same, even in the longer races. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, and also, like, that's the one thing that I'm like, okay, the race is so long. I mean, I know that people will slow down slow down at some point. Um, so I just take it easy and um, try to, like, be more consistent with my pacing. And um, also, one of the reasons why I don't be why I'm not at the front in the beginning is that I just, I'm not that fast. <laughs> I I think like if I go as fast as they go in the beginning, I destroy myself too early, um, too much. So I know that this doesn't work, but I also know that I can count off like the, the later stages of the race to still bear, be more or less consistent there. Um, and that's basically how I race always, that I try to pace myself well, don't go out too fast in the beginning, um, and then also try to not like slow down too much in the end. <laughs> I mean, I have to say that I suffered. I suffered a lot on the last climb. That was horrible. But it was then also because then I was basically um, I was racing by by that time because then I realized okay, I have a chance to get on the podium. Exactly. So I pushed a lot to overtake um, third and second place, and um, then I suffered a lot on the last climb. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was amazing to see, to be honest, because um, Blondin was stuck on for quite a while. Yeah. And, yeah. and she also, she she was really strong in the end and she was catching back up and I knew that. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is so hard now. And the last 5k, I just raced down that mountain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's amazing. But it was worth it. How does it feel to be on the podium with Courtney the Walter as well? <laughs> well, it still feels a bit like a dream, to be honest. I mean, she's just, just such a cool person and it was just also I really enjoyed to have these five minutes sitting there with her just chatting a bit about the race and I mean it just felt super normal but it still was in this setting with all these people around it was a bit, a bit strange but the arrival is so busy isn't it <laughs> but but she's just she's so down earth and just yeah so such a nice person and it was a bit surreal but but then also, again, some somehow really, really cool just to, to sit there and talk to her. Yeah, that sounds great. I think one thing when you talk about your races and your challenges is that it seems like you know yourself really well, that you know exactly how your body works, how your mind works, how you should handle your races. Um, how did you learn all of this? Do you have a coach? How did you kind of went on to that journey of training and being handling yourself so well into these big races? So, yeah, I think, first of all, I did a lot of mis mistakes in the past few years. <laughs> so I learned by mistakes over and over again. Um, also, maybe because I have never had a coach um, for basically the simple reason that I did a PhD in Switzerland where mm. you, I mean, you earn a bit of money, but it's just enough to to make a living. <laughs> uh, definitely yeah. not enough to pay a coach. So I was a bit forced to, like, coach myself. Um, but... I think it was good because I did so many mistakes very early um, that I just, there was no chance then to learn from these mistakes and to try again and try something else and see if it works. So I think, for example, in, in terms of training, I definitely don't train like most of the trail runners I know because I don't run that much because I know that my body doesn't can't handle like too many kilometers, for example, and that I'm a bit prone to get like, stress injuries 
So I train a lot, for example, on the bike. And also I swim a lot. I do a lot of strength training. I go hiking a lot. So it's, it's yeah, I just realized what works for me. So yeah, it was, in, and sometimes it was very hard to to learn all this stuff. But by now I think, yeah, I, I know myself quite well, um, how to handle myself. And then also, I think another part especially in preparation for the races is that i challenge myself a lot in training um in terms of going to the mountains doing a really long effort like 12 hours or more running mm -hmm. overnight in the mountains on my own so there it's not like in a race where you have the race structure you have eight stations you have secure uh, somehow a secure environment that people have a tracker and know where you are mm. but i'm really on my own and so i think that's also a place where i just learn a lot about how to fuel myself how to look after myself how to deal with difficult situations when there is no one close who could help um so yeah i think that's a combination of these things um yeah <laughs> yeah I mean yes I saw that you sometimes go on your own and do this big <laughs> distances and you go in the night and I think that's so amazing um and you 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 were saying on I think it was on your social media maybe that for you adventures will always be like the passion as you said be active and so do you think um being pro athlete is going to affect this or are you still gonna try and keep a mix of racing and then your own adventures and in, in, in the same time no i will definitely try to to keep that balance because for me both is part of trail running and both is so important um when I, and even i i say when people ask me hey or would ask me if if there would be no races uh, again, or if you could choose only do races or don't never do races again. I would say I would never do races again because there is so much else you can do with trail running. But if I would be forced to only race and focus on the races, I would miss such a huge part. And I all for me, it's also so important, or like the most important thing is that I have fun and that I enjoy what I'm doing and that I feel most of the time good while doing it and um, I also think that having fun um, is such an important point in for me to succeed in the races uh, because I know as long as I have fun I can perform but and obviously I can't always have fun that's that's for sure there are tough times for everyone but um, if there is the point where I have that feeling, oh, it's I only do it because my sponsor wants it or because I have to compete now or because, oh, now I need to reach a certain position or whatever, but don't really feel the joy anymore, then I would have to stop or I would have to go back and only do my thing and don't do races again. So, yeah, I think for me, it's really the combination of doing both and i really love both i love racing and i also do love these outdoor adventures <laughs> um yeah and it's really important for me to, to, to do both and i also um when i was um uh talking to different uh possible sponsors i always mentioned that because it's such an important thing to me and because i know that also a lot of my motivation comes from these doing these uh, challenges on my own or this like adventures which are not races yeah and i mean we can see that joy is definitely <laughs> working for you yeah it is <laughs> it is it's working for you and i think just maybe in general like 
what do you think you know running has brought to your life in terms of I don't know mental health physical benefits um whatever it is yeah yeah I think running and especially the trail running in the mountains it's such an important stabilizer in my life um so I experienced like yeah a a few tough times in my life related to mental health especially before I came to Switzerland and I discovered that like the trail running really is um a method to which yeah to I don't know how to explain exactly but something that that always helps and just a way to to um, to live with it or to uh, find new new solutions or to just get like a free head and get away from difficult situations for a time or even like become a different view on these things and so it's so much easier to deal with all this stuff um which pops up from time to time um since i have the running so it's really yeah and also i feel that if for example like now where i had the crash and now i have to i can't run for a few weeks um also i mean it falls together with the off season where anyways try to not run for a few weeks but i i already miss it because there's so many like benefits um from the running that i feel like I just feel mentally better. I feel more relaxed, more calm. And I then, after my run, go to work. I feel like I can concentrate better. Um, yeah, it's just, it makes me a better person, I think, <laughs> which sounds a bit cheesy, but, <laughs> but it is. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's not only the, the sport or the, the activity itself. Um, but yeah, also the, the, all these benefits and the, yeah, just also that I feel more like self-conscious and yeah, all these things. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, I would love to touch and I'm, I'm curious to have your point of view on the trail running community because so you've said you've done a PhD in climate science yeah. and I think <laughs> the trail running is also one sport that really kind of immerse yourself in nature Um and I'm curious to know if you feel like since a few years that you've already been, um, you know, doing races, you see more women on the starting lines or you feel like things are changing a little bit? Because I just feel like um, sometimes some races, there's so few women mm. um, on the starting lines. Right? I, I wonder if you feel like that's changing or that's increasing. <laughs> so I would say that especially in the shorter races it gets better so there are more and more women and there are already races where there's like a gender balance people to like call it like yeah. that in the in the shorter distances but especially for the long distance it's still there are so many men and compared there are quite i mean there are more and more women but still there's a huge bias um mm. which is a bit sad because i think that often there would be way more women who who would be definitely able to do these races and to finish them well and who would enjoy this but who maybe are not sure if they can do it or other people mm. maybe tell them ah maybe you should do the so shorter stuff first or uh, maybe you can't do it and they maybe have doubts or whatever so i think this is still the case and i think that men they are more like oh yeah i'm a man i can do this bah. <laughs> yeah so it's more like a confidence uh, yeah because uh women i think actually i was saying um something about it but women have um the the body like we're really we can adapt to longer distance mm -hmm. in a in an easier way right so it's interesting that we're just less confident to go towards it i mean myself included to be honest um 
But yeah, yeah, it's it's actually interesting because the longer the distances, the more equal men and women get in what they can achieve in terms of times or positions. So there are like in the really long races, there are races where women win outright. So they are the first person at all and faster than any man. So I mean, this could never happen on a short race because there we are just have we just have disadvantages. But and mm-hmm. that's actually something which is pretty cool I know, it's awesome really cool. <laughs> to consider but then yeah at the same time it's as you said I think it's often like this confidence thing that women are maybe not mm. that confident or they are they maybe think that they have to just do like 50 short shorter races before they can do an ultra and uh, mm. maybe that's a bit different than the men yeah no yeah, and so what would you what would your tips be or advices for women, but even for everyone in general, you know, to kind of explore new things, go on the adventure that they're dreaming of, whether it's running or something else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how can you think that you can do it? Uh, how can you? <laughs> yeah, I I mean, first I would love to motivate and encourage everyone, but particularly the women, just to just to go out and do what they like <laughs> i mean first of all it doesn't have to be a race it doesn't have to be a race so i think that's really important because many people nowadays they think oh but i have to do a race then and i have to train properly but that's not true you just can go outdoors and enjoy yourself without like training for something or without having to start in a race or perform or whatever and sometimes that's then way easier because you i mean yeah, there's no pressure, right? I mean, even in a race, there shouldn't be any pressure, but often there somehow there is. Um, so yeah, it doesn't have to be a race. And also, if you have, if you want to race, I mean, that can also be the case. Obviously, it doesn't has to have to be like the the long races. Um, so people obviously like because I think I it, it's a it's both for men and women, but I hear that quite often that people um, say like. Well, they would like to do a race, but they get the impression more and more that they have to do something long. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they have to yeah. go straight into ultra. And I'm like, ah, that's not true because some people, they just enjoy the short stuff, right? And then they should do what they like and not what they think others would like if they do that. So just follow your yeah. own, like, like your gut feeling, <laughs> what you like and not what you think that other people would be impressed about if you do that. I think that's one of the most important things other than just go out and do your own stuff. And if you are afraid that maybe people judge you, then maybe you go on your own and maybe you experience, Hey, I can do this on my own. Um, and I mean, you don't have to like go to the mountains and run at night there. So that I have to <laughs> admit that it's already quite like special and you definitely don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Step by step. <laughs> you can also just start uh, in front of your doorstep and go in like a forest uh, to run there for a few hours or you go hiking for a few hours or whatever. Um, and then if you don't feel safe, then maybe, I, I mean, I always, because it's definitely a safety thing, if you, especially when you go to the mountains, I always let people know when I go on my adventures, I will give them a map such that they know where I am. I will like give them my GPS uh, location a few, like a couple of hours. And um, so there, is, I, I try to build this safety net because I think, especially for women, this could be something really important when they go outdoors and when they go on their own, that there is the possibility to build a safety network, Yes. Um, but still go on an adventure on your own. 
Yeah, it's like it doesn't have to block you completely. Exactly. Or just mm. think of like possible cutoffs if you feel like, ah, oh, maybe it's too much or I'm I'm tired or I'm, I don't want to go further. Um, so I think it's, yeah, if you think a bit ahead, then you can like, yeah, do your own adventures. But then also, I mean, there can be people who are like, I can't motivate myself to go out there just on my own. I mean, that's not a problem as well. Then that maybe you just... Yeah, ask friends or you know already people who do the sport or who just like to be active. Um, but then also here it can be a bit tricky because then sometimes people feel under pressure when they mm. have to like run with others. So yeah, I think and for others it's motivating. So I for I um for example I realize that more often I feel under pressure when I go running with others, which is why for example I do my all my running training basically on my own. Because I, I there I know I can focus on what I want to do and I don't have this feeling like I'm too fast, I'm too slow, mm. whatever. Um, but then I do like my cycling training with with others, so to mix it up. Um, but yeah, I mean there are so many different ways. You can go in a group, you can go with one other person, with two other persons. Yeah, just try what fits you best. <laughs> I yeah. think that's the best advice. Finding um, what what works for you. Yeah, and if you yeah, and 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 find something that you are motivated for or that motivates you, because I think that's also often a problem. Because because then if people don't really have like a motivation, then they're like ah, better I stay at home, <laughs> and they never really do what they maybe would like to do. So sometimes it helps, and sometimes a goal helps, like a race or like I want to run a five k, I want to run a twenty k, whatever. So. Yeah, that's true. We all know someone that just, I mean, myself again included, signing up to the gym, but, you know, there's no joy there. <laughs> so there's no motivation to go out there. So, yeah, finding something that works, finding a way to train that works, a sport that works for you. Yeah. And maybe it would help, for example, to meet with someone in a gym. That could be a motivator if you're really, if you really want to go to the gym, basically, <laughs> um, like because you know it, it would be good. But then maybe the gym is not at all something that brings you joy and then you shouldn't force yourself <laughs> i mean as a pro athlete i have to force myself sometimes <laughs> because i actually i don't really like it at all but i know that I, I need it but i guess that for most people of the people it's not a necessity <laughs> so then just skip it and uh, yeah you don't need to go to the gym be just because other people do that or because other people tell you hey you should maybe go to the gym Maybe go swimming or or climbing or play tennis or soccer, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it brings you more joy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, to finish, I have like fire questions. Um, yeah. So the first one is, who inspires you? <laughs> it's tricky because they're... <laughs> I know it's a tough one. <laughs> you can say several. <laughs> Luckily, there are many people to. Uh, who are inspiring <laughs> so um there i think i would first say that in general everyone inspires me who like do their own thing like who follow their own hearts and who try to not listen maybe too much to what other people tell them they should do i think that's incredibly inspiring um then in terms of like more specific persons i mean yeah i have to admit that i'm a huge fan of courtney still <laughs> It's just amazing because I think I mean not only because such an she's such an incredible athlete, but more because she's just like 
she has such a cool personality and she's really just this grounded person uh, despite all this what's going on around her <laughs> which is crazy and i wouldn't want to like um be in her position at some in sometimes um but yeah she's just also she's so chill but at the same moment she just follows her heart and that's what she loves so i think that's pretty inspiring um, but there are other really strong women i'm always inspired by women who also manage with like having a family getting kids but then getting back to like maybe even competitive sports so um there, and yeah there's one athlete um, which is an, also in the hooker team which is in switzerland it's judith Wieder. i don't know if you know her but um, she got a uh, wise world champion this year on the mountain uh, like the marathon distance and she also got like second at the golden trail uh, series and she's a mom of two kids and he, she's just she came back from injury and giving birth and whatever and she's yeah she's just amazing um yeah but so i think plenty of people to get inspired by <laughs> cool and who else would you like to listen to on this podcast Ooh, yeah i mean definitely all these inspiring women <laughs> um oh that's i definitely i there is also another woman which inspires me a lot which is martina valmasoy and she's from italy um, but she's also just such a personality in the trail community and I always love to see her and I guess I would love to hear her in the podcast as well. Uh, but also people like you did, for example. Um, I think it would be really cool to listen to her story and how she like combines everything and gets motivated every day. Um, yeah, and I mean, yeah, just basically all of these women. But I definitely also would like to listen to women who are maybe not like pro athletes uh, or like super competitive, but just, yeah, maybe just started like doing the trails and uh, exploring them. So that would be cool as well. And the last one is, um, what is your favorite song on your running playlist? I don't have a running playlist. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like listening to music, definitely, but not doing running. Nature is your favorite song. <laughs> definitely it is. <laughs> no, I really enjoy being in the moment with like the nature. That's, that's already enough. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. It was an amazing conversation. I hope the listeners enjoy it. Um, yeah, I hope we speak soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. See you soon. Of <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation. We would love to have your feedback. Or if you feel like sharing it with someone or putting it up on Instagram, we always like to know where you are tuning in from. Don't forget to also sign up to the Shitrail Substack to stay tuned on the upcoming stories coming out. Talk to you all soon and keep exploring. Thank you.